G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Welcome to the Punters, mate, on SEN. It's Punters Mate time on this Friday, the 18th of November 2022. It's Summer Carnival Eve, Malula Bar Cup Eve on the Sunshine Coast tomorrow. Looking forward to that. Going to be a great day's racing right around Queensland and Australia. And the man who generally has all the winners is Sam Highland. This oh, week, wow, he's been on a bit of a trek. Road trip, road trip. And thank you to Nathan Grubby Day who flew down and... Uh, Basically did uh, most of the driving. So we picked up a caravan in, in Melbourne, Chris. We stopped at Tumut, which was an interesting place and a great little racetrack. <laughs> and then uh, we filled up with some rotten fuel, which uh, the Land Cruiser didn't appreciate. And we ended up at Kempsey Toyota. So there was drama. There was laughs. Uh, it was good fun. Tears. And, and we Yeah, nearly tears. <laughs> and, um, uh, yeah, but it was it was a good experience. So I'm hoping I'm hoping this caravaning, um, you know, I hope to get better at it. So, well, you will. I mean, I, you know, experience. It, it's funny. Um, uh, do you know that the camera at the back of the caravan has a microphone in it, right? And they they were explaining it to us in the tutorial, which went for two hour, two hours, mind you. Shout out to uh, those at New Age; they did a great job and. Anyway, they said, uh, there's a camera in the microphone. I said, why is that? He goes, that's because your wife will be standing at the back trying to guide you and she'll be screaming at you, you know? And he goes, the rate of divorces that come out of this is unbelievable, reversing caravans. I said, are you serious? Wow. So. Um, are you looking forward to that part? Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. <laughs> Just oh. need a microphone in the in the car so I can go back to her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you can set that up. On the show today, we're going to catch up with uh, with Michael Costa. Really looking forward to this, Sammy. Michael Costa, of course, trained on the Gold Coast for, for some time, and he got the offer to go and train in Dubai for one of the sheiks, and he took that up. And uh, from, from all reports, things are going really well. But we're going to have a chat to Michael Costa and find out just how well they are going. So really looking forward to that. That's coming up shortly. After our first break, we'll also catch up with Tony Golan. And Tony's got a, a good book of uh, runners tomorrow at the Sunshine Coast. And the most important one of those is the unbeaten Golden Boom. And uh, he certainly does have a boom on him, doesn't he, Sammy? Oh, yeah, he's an exciting horse. And um, I think the fact that, um, yeah, a couple of the jockeys that have sat on his back uh, – yeah, they they've been very uh, well. They're, very they're, forward. Yeah, that they they just know that this horse has got a serious motor in it. And I always think that's um, that's a good indication that there's a good one in the camp because uh, you know Tony Golan is pretty level and likes to to just poke along and keep things under wraps. But uh, the fact that a couple of the jockeys that that have sat on this horse's back. Uh, yeah, they they uh, they don't want to get off his back. That is a good sign that this it horse is. is a good horse. And of course, Ryan Maloney will ride around fifty four and a half kilos tomorrow. We don't see Ryan riding at that weight too often. That's a good pointer in itself. Now, last week we had Holyfield break the track record at Doombin in the Keith Noud, but they all ran quick times that day, so not a massive surprise. And if you take that into account, they all ran quick times. Garibaldi, who ran second, would have nearly broken the track record as well. So. 
Very good performance from Holyfield. We had a good run in the race. Uh, they streeted the rest of Tavisan ran third, which was a bit of a surprise, Sammy. Yeah. Look, I can't have him, this Garrett Brody. He's, he, do, he does think he's a sausage. Yeah, I think he, I'm, I'm really nearly ready to put him in the sausage category. And, I mean, it was only that you told me about the time they ran that um, – that I'm sort of thinking, well, maybe I should forgive him. But I know Golan was – Tony was happy with him. So that's... He's he's a very consistent horse. I mean, that's his level around listed. He's not a group horse. So that that's his level. He's run a good second. He's beaten a lot of other horses in that race that um, were well fancied. So uh, – You sound like you're a fan. Oh, I've always been a Garibaldi fan, and <laughs> that's why I'm wearing shorts and no socks. <laughs> All right, here we go. We've got racing tomorrow, of course, at the Sunshine Coast. Looking forward to that. We're also racing at the Gold Coast. We're racing at Roma tomorrow, Sammy. It's a Rome, Roma Cup, $45,000 race. How good's that? You little beauty. Get in the car, take the caravan, and out you go to Roma. You need a good drive. Summer carnival's on. <laughs> so looking forward to that as well. And, of course, Toowoomba in the Twilight Zone in Townsville on Sunday afternoon. <laughs> Welcome back to the Pundas Mate on this Friday afternoon. Now, Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. But, Sammy, we're not talking about Queensland right now. We are going all the way to Dubai. And we caught up this morning with uh, with Michael Costa, of course, who formerly trained on the Gold Coast, but now he's training in Dubai. Michael, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me back on and, and uh, remembering me. Oh, we'll never forget you. You're a, you're a uh, you're a friend of the show, and we always have loving you. I've always loved having you on. And uh, look, for some weeks we've been talking about getting you back on and finding out how it's all going uh, up there in Dubai and how is it all going. Yeah, it's good. We kicked off the racing season on the on the 29th of October, so still only a, a few weeks in, but. We we hit the ground running and we got a got a double on the on the first race meeting. I actually said that uh, I wasn't going to pull the golf clubs out over here until I got my first double and we we knocked it off in the first meeting. So <laughs> I still haven't had a chance to play, but um, it's uh, it's we we really we really uh, couldn't be happier the way that way it started. And I told His Highness that I wanted to try and train half the card the first meeting and. He was he was very pleased with the with with the start and how the how the runners have continued to to run. So that's been great, and from a family standpoint as well, the kids are kids are loving it. And um, from a personal point of view, I I know you can't measure it, but I really feel that I could be the the luckiest trainer in the world. The way that they've not only rolled out the red carpet, but the facility, um, the opportunity, and just being able to, we've been travelling the world, buying yearlings and and everything else which comes wow. with comes with the role. Isn't it amazing how your life can turn? You know, just one phone call, which you thought was a hoax, <laughs> one of your mates playing pranks, and and all of a sudden, you know, in the click of a finger, there you are now in Dubai, travelling the world. Yeah, it's. Uh, I never, we never planned for for any of this, or we were very happy. You know, we're living in the Gold Coast and. It's um, it was still a tough decision, you know. We're living in a, a place things was going really well with the business, well, plenty of winners every week, and things were really going um, extremely well. So it was it wasn't a no-brainer decision, but um, after making the decision, it's been uh, it's been a bit of a whirlwind since getting here. It's been um, exciting to to travel the world and experience those those yearling sales. Um, and William Haggis in the stables yesterday afternoon for 
for a couple of hours. So it's just just being exposed to to those sorts of uh, things of racing, which just wouldn't have had the opportunity to do so um, back home. Michael, uh, did you take any staff with you from here or do you get there and, and you just have to fit in with, with everybody that's there? So I took one staff member and he was a, he controlled our office back home and was a, was a head of staff. So he's been, he's been great for me to, to be here because um, this role here at the race course, we're, we're racing on a private training establishment. So you've got everything from your your ground staff to your maintenance to uh, your track curators to the gardeners to so there's a there's a lot of staff here so he's been a great asset to to bring over from uh, from Australia but the rest of them I've I've had to had to settle in but I've just been so lucky lucky it could have been the one thing which really sort of hamstring me with this, the season was the staff I was walking into but we 14 track work riders and some of the best work riders I've ever seen. Uh, grooms, which are extremely dedicated, and uh, I couldn't be yeah couldn't be happier with the staff I walked in into. They've been a, they've been a great help and the reason why we've been able to to really hit the ground running. And is it similar to Hong Kong, where the horses are like in air conditioned stalls and are very very well looked after? It is, yeah. The, we've got the got the air, the air cons are off at the moment as we come into winter, but. In summer, it can get pretty pretty balmy outside. You know, anywhere between forty five to uh, very close to a few fifty fifty degree days. So, um, yeah, she she gets pretty pretty hot. But you walk into the barn and it's uh, it's like walking into a, into a, into a cool room. And it's it's uh, yeah, the, you, you need that. But uh, the way they do it, it's uh, it's the country's really built to to handle the heat. And you know, it's um, it, it works well. And you talk about uh, coming into the winter. What, is, what does that mean weather-wise? I mean, does it drop back to 25 to 30 or does it actually get cool? Uh, no, we're still, I'm still in a – so I don't, I'm not a, not a fan of the cold, but we're still no jackets on at, at all, even in the morning. It's, um, it's just sitting 5 a.m. now. And uh, the, the days are still quite warm, still 33-degree days. So she's, yeah, it's, it's, it's probably perfect weather. Does it rain there? No, we haven't had one drop of rain since I've, I've been here. So wow. I've been watching the. Uh, no need to to check the weather apps or or, or know what the days are going <laughs> to be like. But you're looking looking back home and and seeing poor Forbes and and all yeah. all those things. It just looks like it's been relentless all over the country. So um, yeah, certainly don't miss the uh, miss that or trying to place the wet trackers or 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 just the the missed meetings. Michael, do you have to train any of the Arabian horses? I know that they have uh, Arabian races as well. No, I don't. So I'm, I'm, I don't have to train that. We've got our hands full with the with the with the thoroughbreds, and uh, that would be a whole different uh, sort of kettle of fish. I'm, 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 I like watching them, but I'm glad that I don't have to uh, <laughs> uh, learn. Uh, I've got a very narrow lane, and I think I'll stick to that. What is the difference there? I mean, question for Sammy as well as yourself. Uh, in training Arabians as against thoroughbreds, obviously there's a difference there. What would that be? Yeah, I've, I could only speak on a few of the um, some of the Arabian trainers will, will come and use our use our track um, just to gather a bit of fitness up our. We've got an uphill training rise uh, seven furlongs, so they'll come and do a few hit outs here. So I haven't seen too much difference in the. Uh, in the in the actual training, it just looks like 
they just go a little bit slow. I'm sure they've got a few little. <laughs> they're harder. Tips, they're but, harder um, to ride. They look harder to ride, and they look. Uh, they they definitely they definitely look um, a little bit a little bit slower. I think um, Jean Van Overmeer, who's been over here, he felt that it was a you know at their top speed they're probably going close to a three quarter pace of a of a thoroughbred. <laughs> they look good. Yeah, they look, they look good. They're, they're little, they're little short necks on them, and I'm going to say that they're quirky, the Arabs. What yeah. about um, how many horses in the stable, Michael? Yeah, we've got 70 horses. So we, when I arrived, there, there was there was around about uh, was around about 55, and we we rehomed 15 horses pretty much straight away. Uh, just horses which have been not racing, um, not going to be. Um, not not what the vision we want for for the stable, and um, we're lucky to have a there's a really good rehoming program here in, in, in Dubai, um, which is great. And all those horses which went through the retraining have all found new homes. So that was a that was a that was a very good thing to hear. And um, now we're we're boosted back up to 70. We had an injection of 18 horses from from the UK. His Highness has got over 110 horses there in training. So we've had 18 horses arrive and. We've uh, purchased a few uh, trial winners from New Zealand and a group mare from New Zealand. A couple from the US are coming over, so all all different avenues. Um, we're definitely in the rebuilding stage this this first season, and um, as I said before, we've been been able to go to the yearling sales at Keeneland and and Tats and and buy. So those horses will start to inject into the stable sort of July July next year. So it's going to take a little bit to to get it on track, but um, the future's future's definitely bright. Now, two tracks, uh, Maidan and Jebel, Jebel, Jebel Ali, or Jebel Ali, are they both in yep. Dubai? Sam and I were having a chat off air. We know Maidan, I think, is, but we thought the other one might be out of town a little. Is that right or is that wrong? No, it's, it's right. They're only 15 minutes apart from each other. So to give you a little bit of context, Maidan would be really considered your, your, your metro track yep. and Jebel Ali would be somewhat like a, a midweek track, which has some um, uh, has some group group racing as well. So it'd be um, a would be somewhat like your Canterbury, um, possibly a Rose Hill to Ramwick sort of thing um, scenario. And then you've got some uh, you, you'll have Abu Dhabi and Sharjah and things like that, which are you really your provincial and country tracks. And how often do they race in Dubai? We've got uh, this week. We've got racing Friday, Saturday, and uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. But uh, generally, you have two two meetings, two to three meetings a, a week, and it's normally a main end Friday night. Jebel Ali Saturday is the, the most common sort of um, scenario, and um, you can normally watch Maidan and Jebel Ali's coming on. We, we race Saturday afternoon here, so after your races on Saturday, you can uh, pop over to Sky Two and normally normally have yeah, a I've seen those. have a flutter and. Um, and, uh, and and watch on. And before we let you go, we will try and get a tip for this weekend as well. But before we get to that, uh, training on the t- on the dirt, uh, you've come from obviously training on turf. How have you found that? I think uh, when I before I came and even spending some time in in Keeneland, I spoke to some of the best agents in the world, some of the best trainers in the world on dirt turf, and. Uh, got their ideas, and I came to the conclusion that nobody knows. Um, everyone's got their own ideas, and uh, uh, you go and look at the World Cup winners, and uh, there's a decent portion, majority of them have been have been turf turf horses. So it really comes down to um, 
really testing each each individual horse. Um, there's really nowhere to hide on the dirt. It's uh, it's whilst all the horses are pulling up extremely sound, they've just I've noticed they've got to be just that screwed down a little bit more. Um, back home on the turf, you can get away with a horse might be going into its first up run 80 percent and looking for it to improve. Here, uh, that dirt's it's it's heavy, and yep. uh, we've also got the uphill rides here at Jebel Ali, so there's really they've got to be fit, and that's. Uh, that's the that's that's the main component of, of it all. So, but then it'll just come down to the individual horse if if they handle it or not. Um, and then you've got the other variables of kickback as well. So, and, and do you find there's, uh, there's a there's a bit to consider? You, you mentioned before about how hot it can get in the summer, forty five, possibly fifty degrees. How do the horses handle that? Do you get a few pull up with a sort of a heat stress situation? Uh, we've we sort of don't get racing until the until it cools down a little bit. It's still a little bit warm warm in the days here, but, you know, a 33-degree day, okay. we race, race in plenty more heat than uh, and, and back home. And by, by the night time at, at Maidan, she, it's, it, it has, has cooled off. Training in the summer uh, really suits the Australian style of sort of get in and get it done, and um, which, is, which has been good. So, um, yeah, you just got to got to get them worked early. And um, back back in the aircon boxes um, as as quickly as possible. And lifestyle changes. What's been the biggest biggest change? I mean, away from the track, um, you've had to obviously uh, fit the family in. You said the kids are going well at school and everything like that. I mean, food, uh, lifestyle. What really has has been the biggest change you've had to make, or you found surprising, or you know, different to home? Uh, probably the big the driving's pretty can get a little bit wild. You've got uh, 85, 90% expats all put into uh, one, one, uh, one roads, and uh, you can you can hum along to Abu Dhabi at about 140 k's an hour. So oh. it's uh, it's pretty pr- pretty pretty interesting the roads. But besides that, everything's been been great. The the food is no no different to back home. It's actually quite amazing that the majority of food it's all imported, and the the fruit and veg is fresher than what you'd get get back home, um, including the meat. So. But uh, everything else is 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 exactly like um, back home. Miss a few little things like the Vegemite and the the, the barbecue sauce and things like that. But, we can send um, that across. We get a few supply. Yeah, that'd be that'd be great. So, uh, <laughs> but everything else is um, is is completely the same. It's an expat community, and it's uh, the people are great, and it's one of the safest places to live in the world. So, um, we couldn't be happier. And. You say one of the safest places in the world. Is that because there's a tougher law there? If something you know, if people start to play up, do they get uh, pretty much looked after straight away? Uh, it's just uh, someone described it to me. If 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 you invite someone to your house and and they play up, they're just not welcome back. Yeah. And I think it's a it's it's a it's a good model and. Um, it's it just it just feels you you walk down the shopping center and you'll see people charging their phones or you leave your cars open and and things like that. It's just got that that safe safe feel about it. So it's not that the the law is harsher. It's just that um, if 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 you don't um, if you're not a not, not a great person, you just won't be won't be welcome back to the country. And to be honest, I wish we had a we had that little bit of an approach back home sometimes. So do we. That's for sure. And cost of living—is it a more expensive place to live? 
Uh, some things are definitely more ex- expensive. Um, on the on the flip side of things, it is a, a tax free country, so you um, yeah, some things are, are a bit more, but yep. other other things are, are much much cheaper as well. But uh, trainers' lifestyle, you don't you don't sort of get out to do too much. So, um, but uh, to offset that, win a World Cup or one of the big races on the big night, uh, it'll. Uh, It'll, it'll give you a decent kick on. I'm sure it will do. Now, we've got racing over the weekend. So what can you give us a bit of a push for from this table? Uh, this weekend, we've got the two of Jebel Ali should be top three hopes. But I don't want to be doing that, that to you guys. So we've got a, um, we've got a two-year-old race next week at, at Maidan. So we've got a horse called Munif having his first start. He's been pretty forward in his jump out. So... Um, those two-year-old races, the markets can be because there's no no trials here. They can sometimes flick up a, b- a big price about one, so he might be one worth following for next Friday night. Munif. Munif. How do we spell that? M O U N E F. U N E F. All right, that's gone down in Sammy and my uh, black books, and we're all set to go for next week. Michael, thank you so much for your time uh, this morning. Uh, we really appreciate it. I know it's uh, it's hard to. Uh, it's hard to get a connection between the two countries, but we've managed to do it, and we wish you all the best, and thanks again, and we will catch up with you uh, maybe in a, a couple of months' time to see how things are progressing. Thanks, gents. Take care. Yeah, you too. Thanks very much. Michael Costa joining us there all the way from Dubai, Sammy, and uh, a bit personal for me because I don't know a lot about Dubai, so it was good to ask a few questions that I didn't know anything about. Yeah, it's a great country, and, and obviously uh, the, the uh, they're so passionate about Horses and horse racing. So um, it's, uh, yeah, and well done. That was fascinating, fascinating chat with uh, Michael Costa. And he sounds, um, you know, just what I took out of that interview, he sounds very settled and, yeah. and really enjoying being there. Oh, he's got everything. I mean, you'd, you'd just dream of something like that if you're a trainer, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. Yep. No, great, great opportunity. All righty, we'll go for a break. When we come back from the break, we'll have a chat to Tony Gollum. This is The Punter's Mate on SEN. Welcome back to The Punter's Mate on this Friday afternoon. What is 17th? No, it's the 18th, isn't it? 18th of November. 18th of November, 2022. It's um, not little... far until well, Santa comes, Chris. No, no. I hope you. Uh, hope you've been saving your money, Sammy. <laughs> How many kids? Uh, that's a question for another day or a discussion for another day. Big day, of course, tomorrow at the Sunshine Coast. The start of the Queensland Summer Carnival is Malula Bar Cup Day. A couple of features there are the Swiss Ace Plate and, of course, the Malula Bar Cup. But I think one of the features for most. Most racing fans in Queensland is going to be the appearance again of Golden Boom. And Golden Boom's trainer, of course, is Tony Golan. Tony joins us this afternoon. Tony, how do we find you on this lovely Friday afternoon in Brisbane? Uh, you find me going through the normal procedures <laughs> here at the table, <laughs> uh, tidying up the week and, and looking forward to tomorrow. Got to ask you, first question, how good do you think Golden Boom is? Well, where do you place him at this early stage? I know he's only had one start. 
Yeah, so it's a bit early. I, I don't like to get the cart in front of the horse type thing. I like to let him sort of evolve and we'll see how good he is because you know, good horses are horses that react really well when the pressure gets on and, and they get in races where you know, we're sometimes not entitled to win and they do. So we haven't seen that from him yet. What I do know is he does things quite easily. He's got all the attributes to make a nice sprinter. He's got a lovely action. He's got a really good attitude. He does things. He makes you know running quite quick, quickly look quite easy, which you really good, fast, you know, sharp sprinters do do. So he reminds me a lot of a young zoo style. Yep. Um, but that's without saying that he could be. He could be. He could be better. He could be worse. We'll find out more as in, in time as, as more pressure comes on him. Obviously, as he goes up into better races. So tomorrow's a good step in that direction it's a it's a bloody good little three-year-old handicap you can certainly tell the summer carnivals yeah is here and, and, and going to be on its way when you get a field like that so it's a big step up from his maiden and tomorrow will tell me a lot more than what two weeks ago did and did you could you see as soon as you got him in the stable could you see the ability was there just suddenly think well hang on look at this bloke he's pretty good or did it take a little bit of bit of time He's a, he's a horse that um, was, was immature-ish as a yearling. He was a beautiful big shape about him. He's a lovely shape. But he got colic, and he had to have colic surgery. So he got quite a bit of stomach removed. So he was a long way behind the eight ball when he come down here uh, in his two-year-old year. He didn't last all that long then. Obviously, due to that colic surgery and, and whatnot, there's a fair bit of recovery involved in that. Um, so that took a lot of his two-year-old, two-year-old year out. Last preparation, I did a bit with him. I got to the bottom of him quite quickly, like he, he ran out of preparation. But this time round, he gave us a great feel last time. This time round, it's it's all been smooth sailing and, and the maturity is there and, you know, it's all onwards and upwards now. So not not right away. Um, I, I liked him right away, but I, I got I got to the bottom of him quickly. Now I, I get to see exactly what we got. Okay, so he wins tomorrow. Let's say, hypothetically, he wins tomorrow. He wins comfortably tomorrow. Where do we go from there if he pulls up okay? Good question. Not sure. <laughs> Wait and see. A couple see. of options. Oh, it just depends. Oh, look, there's, there's a two-week, two-week sort of stuff, you know, which is our, our carnivals are programmed around that way. I, I just don't love young horses' first prep, keeping on going back to the well every fortnight with them. I just don't think you give them a lot of chance to improve or, or you know, get over their, their racing. So whether I went again in a fortnight later, I waited and went a month to a stakes race. I'd be guided by his recovery and just what sort of what he, what he looks like, you know, within 48 days post run, something like that. So there, there's good options for him throughout the summer. How far I go into the summer and just which options I choose all depends on his a how he executes Saturday and then b what his recovery is like post race. Tony, what does the uh, jockey say, uh, Ryan Maloney? When you know, when did did Pug get off him and go? Gee, this uh, this has got a motor. This one. I don't. I don't put him on him in track work. This horse, he, he's a he can be a strongish worker without being bad. I didn't want to let him get that way, so I've kept the jockeys off him as he's been back here, and they didn't know anything about him. And <laughs> first time Ryan sat on him was at the trials at Sunshine Coast. And they never call me after the trials, and I wasn't up there for whatever reason. I think I was in Brisbane here doing something at the stables, and they never call you. And he called me after the trial, and he said, where have you been hiding this? Because um, he'd never sat on it. And then he went away on fat camp, Ryan. I don't know where he went, some health camp, when he got suspended for that week. And the next jump out he had, Jimmy Orman sat on him. And yet again, they never call you after the jump out. And he said... Geez, 
that'll win wherever we take it. We. So, obviously, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Um, you know, and then both guys are, you know, great jockeys to work with. They just fit in so well into our team here. They're, they're just good, good blokes for starters and they happen to execute their, their riding very well. Um, they never call you after the trials. So it was both of them called me straight after the trials or jump out to that. At either one, I, I wasn't there. I was away in Melbourne or something for the other one or whatnot. And it's just how, how it panned out. So, um, you know, they were, they were both, I had to toss up who would put on him and we ended up going with, with Ryan um, because Jimmy will probably partner uh, spiritualise and there's a chance they'll probably crash clash at some stage throughout the summer. That's good to know that um, Pug's, you know, get it, taking, a leg, taking a leaf out of Craig Williams' book. I like it. He'll, he'll love to hear that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure he would. <laughs> and there's a sign there tomorrow, Sammy. Pug's riding at 54 and a half, I believe. How long since he's ridden at that weight? No, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> well, I'll so tell you I'm what, he needs body, he so. dead set needs to put the sweat gear on and go for a run. He's he's got his legs are two foot tall. He, he may as well be uh, running at fifty four. I wouldn't be having that. Chop it up, Pugster. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm with Sammy on that one. Like, but like he, he um I said to him last week I didn't look it normally he wouldn't ride him at this weight. I'd I'd put Ben or, or Anjan or Steph or, or one of our fifty four Riders that we that we use, and I actually could have rode him down on his true weight, fifty two and a half. And um, Ryan said, "Oh no, no, I want to ride him." So I said, "Oh, right, oh mate, we'll think about it." And he just kept driving me mad every day, sending me photos of hot yoga and all sorts of training he was doing. And I, by the end, I said, "Mate, enough with the photos. I get it. You can ride him, okay?" So this is um, this is real Craig Williams stuff. This. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, obviously, they think the horse is very talented, and very obviously, you know, he doesn't really want to get off his back, even due to the weight. So, you know, good credit to Ryan. He, but he, Ryan's as fit and healthy as I've probably seen him in in a few seasons right now. You know, he's, he's really, he's really fitting well and looking forward to to a big summer. So, you know, good on him for getting the weight down, um, and I'm sure that you know he'll execute the ride well tomorrow. And if the horse is good enough, he'll get the job done. All right, now before we get to some more of uh, tomorrow's runners, just go back and have a look at last week. Uh, your two-year-old in the first was quite impressive there at Doom and Skirt the Law. No, she was. She was really good. We, we tried not to run the Christmas, pre-Christmas two-year-olds unless we think they're up to the mark. And she was. Um, obviously, the favourite had trialled well, although those trials were very spaced, which I thought was a little bit unusual. Um, whether it was a bit below its best or not, I'm not sure. But our, our filly, we were, we were positive out. Um, we're positive, positive out on her, and we wanted to make life a bit uncomfortable for the favourite if, if we could. And she just did a great job. She jumped and got on the bunny, and she was bloody good through the line. And she ran comparable time to the older horses on the day, which I thought was pretty good. Yeah, and she had a. I mean, I couldn't get a line through her at the trials. I mean, she was out the back, <laughs> but she wasn't touched. And I remember riding in best bets. I said, I can't work this one out. I'm wary of it because they've asked it for absolutely yeah. nothing in the straight. Yeah, Thanks, look, that's not how I would normally trial a two-year-old. Um, <laughs> Ange probably erred in the trial on her there. and um, Jimmy Orman jumped her out then on the Tuesday before the race last week, and she jumped out really well. She drew a wide draw. She crossed them, and she led and controlled it. And she didn't win by a big space, but they carry a bit of weight with Jimmy on a Tuesday, as yep. you'd be aware of, Sammy. <laughs> um, and he doesn't ask a lot of trialers, and, and she trialed really well without saying that she was an out-and-out champion two-year-old, you know? So... Um, I went to the into the race optimistic. I could I could certainly be in the finish, not knowing how good the favourite was. But 
I wouldn't judge her off the trial. I would have judged her more off the jump out. And what we've seen at home from her, she's a very adequate filly. Where does she go from here? Probably, oh, she's just spending a week out at Embrook, which is customary for our two-year-old and a lot of our racehorses. Um, I'll get her back in Monday, and if it falls still well with her, and she's a lovely strong filly, she probably goes three weeks between runs to a 1,200 at Doom, it's a 100 grand race, and if she was to win or run second there, that would probably have enough money then for the millions. I could just back down off her and look to trial her into the millions. Okay. Um, Garibaldi, I don't think he let anyone down on the day. He ran a good race. No, I, I still, he ran terrific. Um, he's, you know, he's not always the punters, pal, but because he can start under the eyes, but I thought he ran great. I, you know, if you watch the replay again, how do you, had we have probably got over and took Holyfield's spot, which we could have early, rather than staying one off, I think we could have made life uncomfortable for the winner and we could have won the race. But ideally, you don't want to rush to that third defence spot these days because in case you get caught in there. So mm. Ryan did what he thought was right, but in doing that, we allowed Holyfield to get that spot and it got the slot through and... The difference we were at the top of the straight was the difference we were at the winning post. So I think the horse has gone equally as good as the winner and just, just didn't quite get a smoother, a smoother run having to come round one. That was all. It was the only difference. I thought he was excellent. Just just one other from last week, Tony. Uh, did you happen to catch the last race at Cairns on Sunday? Ah, no, I heard about it. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm bloody glad he won. Smart image, I think we're talking about. Yeah, he looked like the smart image that won a Doomin that day. Yeah, and look, he will. I know he's going to be really well suited there. I mean, he's a horse that's only on the back of him here in Class Sixes. Yeah. So, look, he should go to Cairns and race race pretty well. I'm glad he's a nice guy. Um, the Rose up there that have got him, and I'm really glad. I give him a good push for him. I see the sound horse. He's just a bit tricky, but once he gets his confidence up in lesser grade, they'll have a bit of fun with him, and until he starts to work a few tricks again. Yeah, he was a big price. He certainly was. Way overs he was. He got out from two dollars to about four or five dollars. It was an amazing price, and he looked like the smart image of old. They can, uh, well, like, as Tony said, they can go up there and and win. They can. Look they at, do. Look at uh, that cockroach that from that Hatchie used to train at Toowoomba. What? Saint Moritz. Saint Moritz. Like it finally well, won a race. Trichology that was with Kelly Schweder here is won four or five straight up there now. Straight. <laughs> yeah. Good money. Good money spinners. Now, tomorrow, uh, for race two of the 2200 Gazumpathon, a coup de tonner, <laughs> uh, Ryan Maloney on board, and Flensburg with Angela Jones on board. Yeah, I'm not sure if the market's got my two in the right order off the run at Doom and the other day. I don't think I'll say coup de now, I guess, was three and a half weeks between runs out to the, you know, staying at that trip. But Flensburg was only third up, 2200. I thought he was great. Off down to 52. I, I can't see why he wouldn't run really well. Coop to Tanao, I'm just adamant he'd, he'd be advantaged on wet ground. Both these horses would, to be honest. They're not going to get it. Um, but Coop to Tanao, I just think he's a, he's a bit of a one-pacer. I'd be happy enough to lead tomorrow if I could. I'll be right there. I don't think he was going any slower on the line than what he was at the 600, but he doesn't quicken much. So... Both horses will run well. The same sort of horses they ran into two weeks ago. There won't be a whole lot of change in that field. It'll be a different sort of winner. That's what these races do, but mm. they'll get their chance. Uh, race number five, we've discussed Golden Boom, of course, but you've got a couple of others in at this stage. Hidden Wealth and all that pizzazz, who I thought trial well also. Yeah, all really nice little horses. Hidden Wealth was great when he's made in the Ipswich. I know it was only an 800 there, but it was just trying to keep him and Golden Boom apart. They're both nice maideners. Um, and I think so unfortunately they got a clash tomorrow, but it's just sort of the way the programming fits. And 
he deserves his chance as well. He'll sit off that off what will be a good speed, and he'll be very good to the line. Hidden wealth, all that pizzazz. His horse, I really like. He's a real winner. He's not cleaned up in the tote yet, but it's probably the, the first up run that he needs then to get into them other 1,200 metres coming up, which is the winning group at the Gold Edition. He's a he's a real nice horse, this horse. And you know, if there's going to be any chinks in in Golden Boom, my gut feeling tells me that uh, all that pizzazz is the one that could find it. Yeah. Race seven is the Swiss Ace Place. Uh, sneaky five in the Rosemont colours, new to the stable. And Le Palmier, well, he's, as we know, his best is great. And, but then he, he throws in a sticky one. Yeah, look, Le Palmier, he's the sort of horse. He, he's, it's good when he draws deep, to be honest. Um, I think he's drawn a good barrier for him. Just let him ping the lids and just let him get into a good pattern and just roll. The other day he was dictated to by horses around him and in front of him, which just doesn't suit him. So he's more of a you know, smooth breathing sort of rolling horse. He can run a race, there's no doubt. He's at his best at a thousand. He's a very sharp horse, but he's just got to have things go to suit for him. Sneaky Five's interesting. She's Group Three winner in Melbourne. I whack the blinkers on her from what I've seen in the trials. I think they'll help her, and she's a fast net rock. There's not too many of them that don't don't like a set of shades. Um, she'll be the other option. She was just sort of going back and let that speed unfold and. Hopefully I can be somewhere near Simply Fly, Jusui Bell, somewhere around them and I can come into the race with them because they're, they're the horses that are going to be finishing finishing off strong. So I think Sneaky Five can run a real race. You know, those those group horses from down south, they come here and if they're, if they're going well, which she appears to be, um, I think she can run a hell of a race. You'd be happy to see Malkovich out of the race, which means La Palmiere and basically Centre Fire look the only yeah. real speed on paper. Yeah, well, I'd imagine if La Palmiere stepped at a 1,000, I'd probably be quicker than Centre Fire. Yep. Um, I would think. Uh, over further, not not so much. But over 1,000, I reckon I would be quicker. So, yeah, it's, that's a big plus for La Palmier. But if La Palmier steps, he's going to go quick anyway. So I don't think it'll, it won't probably change the overall tempo of the race. It just allows La Palmier probably the chance to be that fast horse rather than be racing another fast horse up on speed. Now, the last uh, race for you of the day is the Malula Bar Cup, race number eight. You've got Aussie Nugget and Ulysses going around. To my eye, Aussie Nugget, if this was 1,800 metres, it'd be all over him, but I've still got a great chance. Yeah. Yeah, I think the track helps him, but doesn't it? You know, I think Sunshine yep, Coast yep. suits him better than probably Dooman has, has been. I thought he travelled great the other day, and Linthorpe Lad dropped him off really quickly. I do meet it better at the, at the weights. So the fact that I meet it better at the weights and probably get to a better track for me probably gives me some hope that I could probably bridge that gap a little bit. Whether I can bridge it enough, I'm not sure. I think the race sets up well for Aussie Nugget. Uh, Ulysses, I'd probably love him more around Dooman on wet ground than I would up here on good ground. But he'll run. They're both horses that are they're very honest. Um, this is the right grade for them, and there's no reason they wouldn't want run well. Ulysses sort of right up on speed. Aussie Nugget midfield-ish and looking to be very strong down the centre of the track. Tony, thanks for your time this afternoon. Best of luck at the Sunshine Coast tomorrow. It should be a big day for the stable, and uh, I hope to see you there. I'm sure I will on track somewhere. Have a good day. Best of luck. Fingers crossed. Cheers, guys. Have a great weekend. You too. Thanks, Tony. Tony Golan joining us there. Semi, as uh, he does regularly, and he's done a lot of spots on SEM this week. I've heard him on with Gareth. I've heard him on with somebody else. So uh, he's always very good with his time, is Tony, and I'm sure he'll have a winning day tomorrow. The Gold Coast in the sunshine, a holiday paradise. Speaking of winners, Gibbo joins us from brizzyraces.com.au, and he was the man last week, Sammy who uh, tipped more winners than, than we probably did. <laughs> Nothing new there, Gibbo. Oh, please. Yeah, I heard you saying Tony Gollan does a lot of media, I'm pretty sure you said. Well, 
nearly a bigger media tart as you, Chris. Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> oh, I don't think so. Hey? No, not at all. Tony's got me covered. How good's the sunshine state? Oh. How good's the sunshine state when the sun's out? There's not much better, is there? Well, we've had a good run, haven't we? Sammy's been down in oh, Melbourne, so he'll tell you how good it is up here. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I, I, I tell you what. Uh, uh, I spent uh, two weeks in Melbourne, and uh, I was yeah walking down to. Well, I don't change my attire. I still wear shorts uh, down there and, and my thongs because I don't have any anything else. And my mother said, uh, aren't you cold? And I said, I'm freezing, absolutely freezing, but I refuse to go out and buy a new kit. So Nathan yeah. Bubby Day, on the other hand, who came down with me, oh, sorry, he came down just midweek. Uh, we were bringing caravan back and uh, he said to me, he was only in Melbourne for probably two hours and he goes, how cold is this joint? And it took him – it wasn't it, – I'll promise you, right, it wasn't until we got to Kempsey did he take his Melbourne clobber off. I, I said, mate, you put him wearing the same clothes for three days. And he goes, it's so cold. It's so cold. He's sleeping in him as well. <laughs> well, talking to Grubby Day, actually, you just put me onto one there at Townsville. You might want to send him a little text, Sammy. I reckon he can win on Sunday, race eight, never cry. Okay. The horse has been yeah, it's been well placed up there and just probably probably wants thirteen, fourteen hundred now, but I think it might have a little class edge on some of these. Race eight Townsville. Okay, so we were including that in your tips. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> I've written it down yeah. here. Now last week you tipped sure. us gossip talk and isometric and they both won and they both won well. What do you got for us this week at the Gold Coast? Yeah, they were short enough. Look, I'll give you all the ones that I've put on the Gold Coast Turf Club's website. Yep. I, think I think they all run well. A lot of skinny races with only a few chances. So I think the best might be race three, number two, Fire Kieran. Um, I think it and Sweet As will just sort of be the two leaders. I think as this track dries out with all this hot weather, I think it'll play a bit to the front. Um, I'm sort of treating it like it's a, a, a doom, but I just think hot days go to the front. I think Fire Kieran looks probably the best for the day, race three, number two. Um, race four, number four, Western Halo. I think this is a probably a more competitive race, and Hatusa scares me, but I just think Western Halo built into that last prep has sort of been given a two months off, freshen up, back to twelve hundred. We'll go to the front and be hard to catch. Race four, number four. Yep. Um, more. Move on to race five, number yeah, race five, number ten, Tub Thumper. Now this does look like a, a really thin race. Poets Day might just be in front of this horse in the run. I just think Tub Thumper's got more upside and, you know, hopefully we can get sort of a 350 sort of price Tub Thumper and I think it can be winning also. Race three, number two, race four, number four, race five, number 10. And the good thing at Townsville, race eight, number one on Sunday. Uh, race eight, number four, never cry. Yeah, that one too. All right, no problems at all. Yeah, race eight, number four. You both. <laughs> Thanks very much. Have a great weekend. Thanks. Enjoy it. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Sammy. And we'll get yeah, you too. And we'll catch you uh, next Friday, same time. Sammy, last week you gave us your best in the country. The punter's mate, Moral, is flying joy at Toowoomba. Absolutely bolted in. Boom. And goes around again tomorrow night. And we oh. should bolt in again. But you also gave us a bounding. It didn't bolt in. It was a bit disappointing. But um, it still ran third. They'll do that, the sticky ones. They will. What do you got for us this week? Okay, I am going with Toowoomba, race three, number five, Newmarket Miss, right? Oh. This is a this is a moderate, moderate race, and I just think uh, it was good first up. Steph Lacey on board. She rides the track very well. Uh, I just think it will be ready to 
to go bang. So I'm going to go with a race three, number five, Newmarket Miss. Sunny Coast, uh, Golden Boom. Oh, come on. <laughs> you can't do that. No, just jokes. We don't uh, want that stopped. Uh, I think Detonated Jack can win the last at uh, Ballarat. I thought uh, for Johnny Allen and the uh, Ma Eustace camp, I thought it'd be, it would be hard to beat. Looks a good race for it. Okay, nothing else? Anywhere else? That's about it. So only Golden Boom was your tip at the Sunshine Coast. Nothing else? Yeah. I'm going to take a lot of work to come up with that one. Well, I'll have a I'll have No, I'm only joking. You have had a busy week. Yeah. We know that. So you've had a bit on your plate. I will go with Sunshine Coast. Gee, I think there's three there. Can I give out three? Yeah. Race three, number two, Soothsayer. Race six, number nine, Logan Street Lion. And race seven, number nine, Je Suis Bell. Mm, I think I like Laura. It. It's getting a bit short, the Mayor, Je Suis Bell. I don't want to take any red figures. So as long as she stays in the black, uh, I think she'll be hard to beat. So they're, they're the three for me. Of course, I can't give you a tip on Sunday at the Sunshine Coast because there is no meeting because it's tomorrow. So we've pretty much covered all those tips. I haven't got a lay. Have you got a lay at all? Mm. Laid Orbison again last week. I think doing that, you'll have money in your pocket. Nothing takes your fancy there? What if I lay Soothsayer? You can't. It's going to win. Oh, you've tipped it to I me, have. have you? Oh. oh, no, do that. Let's let's go head to head. Mm. Head to head? Just because I've tipped it probably I think cash me, I think Cash Me is a good hope in that race. Won a race by 10 lengths last start. I reckon it's a good but hope. That was a lot easier. I'll lay Sue the and I'll go with Cash Me. And I'll make it one of my best. All righty, that's it for today. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Have a great uh, days or a great uh, weekend of punting. Hope you're back plenty of winners, and we will catch you same time. Same place next Friday afternoon.